This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo Five O radio network. And streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. And shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Want to call into the show? We've got a voicemail set up. You can leave your comments and we'll use your call on a broadcast. That number is 772-245-0750. Well, my old mentor, Dr. Stanley Monteith, used to open his show by saying he's bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. And he's hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. And that is very true uh, in today's world. What you're witnessing uh, in this uh, current political environment is one of the major political parties in this country, the Democrats, have been taken over by a Marxist, communist, subversive uh, movement and have become a, a serious existential threat to the survival of this country. And a, a great deal of that is because uh, the traditional Democrats in the Northeast and the Midwest have yet to figure out what the hell is going on. They think that, uh, you know, if their local Democrat candidate uh, mouths some moderate platitudes, that uh, suddenly the uh, the party of uh, Joe Biden and uh, Bill Clinton and the Blue Dog Democrats will reemerge and vanquish this uh, this Marxist element that has hijacked their party. But I'm telling you, it's not going to happen because what the left wing that has taken hold of the Democrat Party is made up of is a deep interlocking uh, network of socialist globalist. They're Marxist. Uh, they're a mix of identity, um, cultural Marxist, and economic Marxists uh, that have uh, a, an infrastructure in the American university and in our media and in our entertainment and many of the other institutions, including a large part of the religious institutions in this country. And the, the old-line Democrat Party really doesn't exist anymore. The party's run by Tom Perez, who is a, a thoroughly committed leftist himself. It came within just a few votes of being run by Keith Ellison, 
a nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan acolyte. And, uh, and he, he was for some time the, the vice chair of the Democrat Party. Thoroughly indoctrinated and committed Marxist, who is, by the way, now the attorney general of the state of Minnesota. So people think that the, those, these antics of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, are just some sort of um, anomaly. They are not an anomaly. This is your new Democrat Party, and what they're doing is employing the means that they, uh, they, have fi- they have refined and uh, perfected on college campuses throughout this country in order to um, uh, shame the uh, administrations of those uh, colleges, basically to turning, uh, turning the whole institution over to them. And they're now doing that on a nationwide level on the political uh, stage. Excuse me. And so we've got these um, these uh, scenes yesterday with AOC uh, visiting with a congressional delegation, the um, migrant detention facility in Clinton, Texas. This was the facility that um, these left-wing lawyers that uh, went down there and visited claimed that children were being mistreated. They were being forced to sleep on the floor and denied toothpaste and and soap and, uh, and blankies and all of this other uh, these other lives that these left wing Soros funded um, ponytail lawyers um, ginned up, and to which the Democrat candidates at the debates last week promptly took up and uh, and claimed that uh, you know they these kids were being mistreated and all this was going on by the way at the same time that the radical Democrats in the uh, House of Representatives were denying. The administration's request for additional funding to uh, to provide for these uh, these children and families. So the Democrats create this uh, this crisis on the border by um, you know issuing statements that all migrants are welcome and that they're going to be getting free health care and free tuition and fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage and all of these other. Uh, uh, incentives and then uh, using their left-wing judges, committed left-wing Obama-appointed judges to cripple the administration's ability to respond. And now we have AOC going down there and engaging in, uh, in theater, psychodrama, claiming that Border Patrol agents uh, are telling the poor migrant to women to drink out of the toilet. I got a clip for you here. This, uh, this first one is Allison Camerata. And she's uh, <clears throat> she's talking about uh, AOC and her visit to this Clinton uh, detainment. Secret Facebook. No, I'm going to play that one later. That's uh, that's about this uh, this so-called Facebook group. Here is uh, here is uh, AOC herself as she's leaving this facility. It's sort of a, a rough clip, but uh, listen closely, and you can understand what she's saying. Can you say it again in English, please? There's abuse in these, in these facilities. There's abuse. This was done on their best behavior. And they put them in a room with no running water. And 
these women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet. And that was them knowing what a congressional visit was coming. That was, this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet. Did you see somebody actually do that? Oh, did you see somebody actually do that? No, no, she rolled up the window because she knows that she was being filmed and that there is no film of women drinking out of the toilets. What's going on in these uh, these centers is the uh, the bathrooms uh, are set up in units where the uh, sink with portable water, potable water, I should say, is, uh, is also attached to the toilet. That way that uh, you only have to lay one plumbing line. And so there's a sink on one side and a toilet on the other, and it, it was that that the women were being told to drink out of, the drink out of the sink. But Ocasio-Cortez twists that around and claims that, uh, that Border Patrol officers lying on them are telling women to drink out of the toilet. And, and have no doubt, this woman uh, does not care about the truth. She is all about employing these narratives that the Democrats have become to specialize so much in, these false narratives in order to advance her left-wing agenda. And she knows by the time that uh, the, the media who, you know, is uh, in tandem with her, um, by, by the time uh, the truth gets out, she will have moved on to her next lie and her next outrage and, uh, and continue to, um, to vilify our Border Patrol people. Now, uh, this uh, U.S. Representative Norma Torres was actually down there with AOC, and uh, she appeared on Allison Camerata's show, and here's what she had to say about whether or not women were actually drinking out of toilets. I did not um, see women drinking out of uh, the toilets. Um, however, that is exactly what these women um, said to us, that uh, there is no running water within the cell except for a flushable toilet. Um, they were also using... Re- well, you can go online and see these, uh, these actual units. There is no toilet without a sink, and there is no sink without a toilet, and the water that comes out of the sink is drinkable, potable water. And both of these women, by the way, voted against the funds to uh, to um, to relieve any uh, shortage of materials and supplies to these uh, to these migrants, these uh, asylum claimants. Usable uh, throwaway cups. Uh, oh, here's where she here, here's here's where she point. takes off on the actual uh, material deprivation. Uh, being imposed upon these these migrants. Um, they were also using reusable uh, throwaway cups, uh, pl- uh, not plastic, but paper cups. Um, you could tell that they had been used for maybe um, a couple of days um, because of, of how they looked. Those are inhumane conditions. Oh, that's inhumane to require them to reuse a cup. Well, guess what? I reuse cups, paper cups, and foam cups at my house. I don't consider myself being inhumane to myself, but this is what they were, they're able to come up with as an example of these concentration camps that are supposedly being operated on our border. They're having to reuse cups. I actually saw that. 
for adults. But can you imagine seeing babies, seeing toddlers in those conditions? Can you imagine seeing babies and toddlers having to reuse cups? Oh, my God. This is, uh, you know, this has reached the point of psychodrama. These uh, these left-wing fanatics go down there and gin up these false narratives in order to paint our Border Patrol agents as, uh, as some sort of Nazis and our facilities that we've set up to try to cope with this flood of migrants coming across the border that the Democrats caused. They like to characterize them as concentration camps. You never seen so many people trying to get into a concentration camp as you do out on the border. And of course, at last week's um, Democrat uh, debate, you had all of these uh, these Democrats uh, insisting that we're putting children in cages. Well, never mind the fact that these uh, these detainment centers that have um, separations by a chain link fence to keep adults from children because you don't know who the adults are and you have to keep the children safe from them. Those facilities were actually built by Obama and have since been replaced. Every one of the candidates has adopted this bogus narrative because they don't mind at all tearing down the United States that we're putting children in cages. I will release children from cages country would sanction federal agents to take children from the arms of their parents, put them in cages. Governor, you're right. It is kidnapping, and it's extremely important for us to realize that. If you forcibly take a child from their parents' arms, you are kidnapping them. When he started separating children at the border from their parents, the fact that dozens of children have been separated from their parents and they have no plan to reunite them, not be spending money in for-profit prisons to lock up children and asylum seekers. To say that it is okay to suggest that God would smile on the division of families at the hands of federal agents, that God would condone putting children in cages. The idea that he's in court with his Justice Department saying children in cages do not need a bed. Okay, let's deal with this issue right now. Because the, the media won't. And apparently the, uh, the Republicans in Congress are just keeping their head down, hoping not to get any of this on them. So we're separating parents from children down on the border most of the times when this happens. They don't. They can't confirm that the adult is actually the parent of the child, and so they have responsibility for the safety of those children. And because human traffickers are using children, because of the bogus Flores ruling, they're using children in order to get into the country. Uh, this is a terrible situation that the Border Patrol has been put into. But here's the thing: every year throughout this country. Hundreds of thousands of American citizens are separated from their children. When they're arrested, those children are taken away from them. They're either placed with family or in foster care or in group homes. The same exact treatment that these children down on the border are getting. Why is it such an outrage that migrant children are being separated from their parents when their parents break the law, but nobody has anything to say about American citizens separated from their children 
when they're arrested for breaking the law. Again, this is all about a false narrative. The Democrats have become quite skilled at spinning out these false narratives, and because they have a compliant accomplice in the mainstream media, they can get away with it. And by the time Fox News and the, the other you know, uh, conservative alternative media catch up and get the truth out, they've already moved on to the next lie. Jose Diaz-Balart, he was one of the uh, moderators on the Democrat debates last week. And, uh, I mean, if you doubt uh, that the Democrats are complicit, I mean, the media is complicit in the Democrats' narratives, just listen to how he asked this question. I did not um, see women drinking. That is not the clip. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Hmm. Let's go. Here we go. The uh, Obama-Biden administration <laughs> deported more than 3 million Americans. My- what? The Obama-Biden administration deported 3 million Americans? The uh, Obama-Biden administration deported more than 3 million Americans. My question to you is if an individual is living in the United States of America without documents, and that is his only offense, should that person be deported? Oh, hell no. He just doesn't have documents. Well, if he had documents, he'd be okay. It's just the documents. It's not the lack of the documents shows that he's in the country illegally. He just doesn't have documents. If he only had documents, and oh, by the way, he's an American. He's in the country. He's an American according to Jose Diaz-Balart. Now, does uh, Joe Biden bother to correct the record and say, well, no, we didn't deport any Americans. Americans are citizens. You can't deport them. Joe Biden didn't say a word in response to that. No. Depending if they committed a major crime, they should be deported. Oh, well, if they commit a murder or a rape or, you know, armed robbery, I guess we can deport them. Otherwise, they get to stay. The truth of the matter is they're not even deporting the ones that commit major crimes. They're being uh, um, sent to prison in states, and then when they get out, these sanctuary states are releasing them back into the community. And that is a Democrat policy. No, they're not being deported when they're released from jail. They're not even being reported uh, deported when they're released from jail. They're not even being reported to ICE so that they can be deported. Newt Gingrich was on Fox News, and he summed up exactly what really is going on here. I, no, I think what's happened is that the, the left wing of the Democratic Party now defines the Democratic Party. Uh, the left wing is made up of people who uh, want open borders, who want to flood America with people who are here illegally, uh, who want to fundamentally change America. They, these are people who believe that Americans come last, not mm-hmm. first. So uh, these are the kind of folks who, and I think I, I was pretty outraged, Crat, who goes to the border attacks the people who are trying to protect us. AOC. While the Democrats fail to solve the problem, fail to fix the law, And now we have a huge mess. Mm-hmm. But that mess belongs to the Democrats in Congress, not to the Border so, Patrol and, trying to do and its she job. Refused to, to write. She did not vote for the humanitarian aid at the border, but she decries the humanitarian conditions at the border. Make sense of that. 
You can't. I think it's total hypocrisy. Uh, I think it's frankly disgusting. And I think it's part of a general anti-Americanism that runs through that wing of the Democratic Party. It is more than an anti-Americanism at this point. What we have is a subversive uh, Marxist group that is determined to take down America, replace it with uh, a, a socialist state, a communist state, and they will stop at nothing. And they've got uh, they've got the media in their corner, and they're get, getting away with uh, with pro- promoting these falsehoods in order to do it. You really wonder how long uh, a society can survive this. Now, if the Democrat Party had become a fringe party that was out of power, you would think, well, maybe we can defeat them and reform ourselves. But during the last election, while they were engaged in all these antics, they actually retook the House of Representatives. You got Colin Kaepernick out there bullying Nike to uh, rescind the issuance of a special um, shoe that was designed to commemorate this 4th of July because Kaepernick and his left-wing buddies object to the fact that it's got the Bennington flag on it, the flag that Betsy Ross designed, the 13 stars in the field of blue in a circle. says it carries slavery connotations. It does nothing of the sort. But all he had to do was, uh, you know, play the race card and play the political correct card, and Nike folded like a cheap suit. And this was after they had already uh, issued, distributed thousands and thousands of pairs of these shoes. They called for the the stores to uh, to send them back. So there's no telling how many millions of dollars Nike's going to eat in order to keep from offending the precious snowflake Colin Kaepernick by issuing a patriotic edition of one of their shoes on the 4th of July. It's really unbelievable what this country has come to. There's a bill that passed the California Senate. You're not going to believe this. It says that uh, when, when people are taken in when criminals are taken into the California correctional system that they are required to declare their gender and whatever they declare their gender to be that is the the institution that they're going to go to and if a, a man comes into the California prison system and declares at intake that he is a transgendered woman he gets to go to the women's jail he doesn't have to have altered his physical characteristics, any at all. He could have a, uh, a, a, a mountain man beard, but if he feels like a woman and he wants to go spend his, his sentence in the women's prison, all he has to do is declare that he is a, uh, is a transgender. And off he'll go to spend his, ter- his uh, prison term with the women. I guess while he's there, he can have sexual relations with these women and claim that he is a uh, a transgendered lesbian or some some other. It the assault on norms and the culture and the institutions by these left wing idiots 
is nonstop. And they continue to get, uh, uh, you know, promoted on these cable shows and in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post, and nothing that they do is too lunatic to be taken seriously. They've got men competing against women in women's sports. And the institutions that run these sports organizations are sanctioning it. The Olympic Committee is going to allow women who identify, men who identify as women to compete as women in the next Summer Olympics. And they were allowed to in the last Winter Olympics. Pure lunacy. Nothing is too crazy for the left to be taken seriously. And if you thought that Joe Biden was going to be the salvation of the Democrat Party by reasserting some sort of semblance of normalcy or rationality, you're you're sadly mistaken. And I've been saying it for months and months. Joe Biden, old, white, Joe Biden with roots in the old um, Democrat Party that included segregationists and Dixiecrats, he is not going to be allowed to do that. So the vice president of the first black president in our history is being assailed as a crypto racist now. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. I hope you'll stick with us. It's going to be two commercials and then we'll be right back. On right now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. You know, it's been a while since uh, Antifa were really uh, foremost in the news, but the Democrat Party's shock troops, the modern Democrat Party's brown shirts, Antifa is to the Democrat Party what the brown shirts were to the Nazis have really uh, taken hold there in Portland, Oregon, and the the mayor of that city, uh, his name is Wheeler, has been turning a blind eye to their violent street uh, assaults 
for quite some time. You'll recall that he allowed them to basically shut down the local uh, office of ICE, and it was uh, it was about two weeks before the federal government stepped in and intervened. But he uh, he has forbade the police force, the Portland Police Department, to do anything except for stand by with their thumbs up their butts while these Antifa thugs rage in their streets. And in these last couple of days, you've seen um, them attack a conservative journalist. His name is, actually, he's not even a conservative journalist. I, I shouldn't have said that. That's how the, the, uh, the left is trying to portray him. He's just a journalist. He writes for Quillette. Um, his name is No. <laughs> um, what is his first name? Andy No, N-G-O. And, uh, you know, he's based in Portland, Oregon, so he, he covers these events, and he has called um, called out the obvious that Antifa is, in fact, engaged in street violence in pursuit of a political agenda. He hasn't uh, justified them like many in the media have done. And, and so in these last couple of days, while he was covering an event, they, uh, they targeted him. And they assaulted him viciously. About 20 different Antifa um, thugs punched him and kicked him and threw uh, rocks and milkshakes with, um, with uh, quick-acting cement in them, sent him to the hospital. And you would think that these, uh, these left-wing journalists, so-called, would be outraged that uh, a journalist was uh, singled out for an assault that was captured on video. Nothing could be further from the truth. They once again mobilized to justify Antifa uh, by somehow questioning whether No, uh, you know, had uh, had brought it on himself. And uh, and this is all of a piece. With, um, you know, I, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago now that Antifa was uh, um, rampaging in uh, Berkeley, California, and uh, in Auburn, Alabama, and, and many other places committing assaults, attacking police officers, committing arsons, overturning police cars. And, of course, you had that uh, event in Charlottesville where you had um, some white supremacists show up and uh, and Antifa showed up, and the governor and the mayor of Charlottesville uh, gave the police the stand-down order so that uh, Antifa, who far outnumbered the uh, white supremacists, could attack. And um, and you had uh, this uh, the left-wing media immediately mobilize to say that uh, Antifa is not a problem. They've been turning a blind eye to Antifa violence for some time. That um, that they're just you know misunderstood. They're really anti-fascist and they're there, you know, fighting hate. Now, you didn't have to be much of a reporter to go online and see them attacking people in the streets. Prior to Charlottesville, people who were just there protesting peacefully, old people, women, just you know, basic run-of-the-mill. Uh, Republicans and Trump supporters. But this is a, a, a clip, a montage I'm going to play you from CNN and MSNBC of uh, their their hosts 
Kumo and uh, Chris Como and uh, and uh, the the other guy in the evening and a bunch of their talking head guests defending Antifa. I argue to you tonight: all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, yes, but in the eyes of good and evil. Here's the argument. They are strictly principled anti-fascists. And what they see in the Trump administration and what they see happening in this country, they see they see the neo-fascism that we see. And they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. A principled stand to stand against them with clubs and Molotov cocktails and uh, bottles filled with urine and feces and all sorts of other despicable tactics that they use. They're just principled anti-fascists. Never mind, there aren't too many fascists to go around. They'll just attack um, innocent journalists instead. They see they see the neo-fascism that we see. And they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen... There he is, Don Lamont. It says it right there in their name. They're anti-fascists. So they must be anti-fascists because they, it's in their name. They're not anti-fascists, you dolt. They are, in fact, fascists. They're using Orwellian doublespeak on you. They're not fast, anti-fascists. They are, in fact, fascists. They're using fascist tactics. They're promoting fascist policies. And they're just attacking their political enemies. What they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. I think that a lot of people recognize that when pushed, self-defense is a legitimate response to white supremacist and neo-Nazi violence. The problem is to equate the violence in reaction against bigotry with the bigotry itself is to misunderstand the fact that when you go to cancer treatment, the radiation is tough treatment, but it is meant to remove the cancer. They wouldn't have been anywhere near there had it not been for the fact that white supremacists, neo-Nazis were out scaring the living daylouts out of most of the people in that town. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically, and and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. Yes, they disagree. Thuggishness and violence from the left is okay. And if they have to wear black uniforms and put on masks and carry weapons and attack people who, who disagree with them politically... If that's what we have to do to further our agenda, then we'll, then so be it. You know, the reason that they passed anti-mask laws in the South was so that the Ku Klux Klan couldn't engage in their domestic terrorism. But now these fascists that go by the term of anti-fascists are running around wearing masks, carrying weapons, And the leftist mayors in these cities like Berkeley and Portland and Los Angeles and other cities are not only not enforcing the law, they're actively encouraging, through their inaction, Antifa to assault people. And I hope this journalist, Andy No, sues the hell out of the city of Portland There are police officers standing by watching this assault happen. And the local police union representative 
is saying that they have, in fact, were, in fact, uh, being given a stand-down order. This is a leftist tactic. Um, encourage this street violence. And... Um, and take no action to stop it. I've got a clip here. I'm, I'm, I think this is uh, related, but this is uh, this this uh, black professor. I can't remember his name, but he's always showing up on these uh, shows really uh, with inflammatory rhetoric. This is feeding and fueling a nasty, vicious. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's where he's talking about Biden. And that's the topic we're going to get to next. Old Joe Biden. He was the one that was going to come in and restore order to the Democrat Party and uh, and return it to its mainstream roots. Only problem is that the very first or the vice president of the very first black president has now been discovered to be a crypto racist himself. <laughs> and this just goes to illustrate this this um, calling people racist. And demonizing them, it's just a tactic. There doesn't have to be any substance to it. Joe Biden has spent a 40-year career in government basically kowtowing, scraping and bowing to to these, uh, these leftists and these uh, uh, racial um, grievance groups. But that has not been enough because now he stands in their way of Kamala Harris and these other, um, you know, identity leftists. And so he, he is being smeared as a, uh, a racist himself. Not only is he white, but he's old, too. And they will do anything they need to do to take Joe Biden down. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to die the death of a thousand cuts. And if he doesn't, he doesn't have the energy or uh, the quickness uh, of wit to defend himself. They are going to eat him alive. The only reason he was allowed to rise to the point he was is because he had capitulated so thoroughly to the leftist agenda that he was a useful idiot. There's a sort of an intersectionality between Biden and Antifa. He based his whole campaign on the lie that Antifa was made up of, of good people. You may recall this, uh, this bit in his opening campaign commercial. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. There's another one of those Democrat false narratives that Trump was talking about the Nazis or Antifa. He was talking about the people that were there to protest against the removal of those statues and those people that were there to protest for the removal of the statues. He was specifically talking about the people other than Antifa and the white supremacists. 
But Joe Biden, always uh, the opportunist, tries to, to base his whole campaign on that. But that's not going to be enough. Not by a long shot. Here's Eugene Robinson on Morning Joe explaining exactly what the problem that Joe Biden has. Biden was not that sharp in that debate, and 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 he struck people as um, as as old. And you know, if you look at those numbers, and you saw the the, the two the, the seventy six year old candidate and the seventy seven year old candidate both fall, um, and uh, you saw Harris and uh, and Warren rise. And I, I think it it reflects just more than the one um, you know clash between Biden and and Harris. I think it was an overall performance issue it was an overall performance issue because uh these uh these candidates like joe biden do not know how to react they're used to be given a pass they're they're not used to being smeared with this racism tarred with this racism brush but yeah you know he's in their way now so he's going to be subject to it the way he's going to be subject to the same treatment that Republican politicians have gotten used to, falsely accused of racism and and being a moral retard, because he uh, he stands in their way. And here's this. Um, I wish I could remember this name. He's got three names, and he's uh, he's a real strident radical, um, identity politics academic. He was appearing on that same show with uh, with Eugene Robinson on Morning Joe. This is feeding and fueling a nasty, vicious, anti-black sentiment in this country that continues from the White House on. That was uh, he was responding to the uh, to the the tweet from Don Jr. Uh, that was. Uh, so here's how it went down. This this guy tweets out that um, that. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, whatever, however you pronounce it, was donning the victimhood of an African-American when, in fact, she is not an African-American, not by any stretch. Her dad is a Jamaican, who by, a black Jamaican, who, by the way, family owned slaves on the island of Jamaica. And her mother is an Indian immigrant. East Indian, not American Indian. So this notion now that she's going to try to don the mantle of African American is a joke. She was never poor. Her family were well-to-do. She was never segregated. She grew up in Montreal, Canada, by the way. But now, since it serves her purpose... She's claiming to be an African-American when she doesn't have any African-American heritage whatsoever. I guess she's half black and she's an American now. But she's not descendant of African-Americans. She bears no legacy of slavery in her family. So... Old Joe Biden, he's going to try to uh, to you know hold on as long as he can. As I say, he's going to suffer the death of a thousand cuts, and eventually he will have to realize that uh, his day is come and gone. And and 
very few politicians have actually gone further with less on the ball than old Joe Biden. You might hear that storm brewing outside the studio here. It is really, uh, it's really raging out there, but we will carry on. So, uh, the, the movement of, um, trade reformers that have been anxiously awaiting this president to actually deliver it on his trade trade reform agenda, uh, are not very happy with him because he went to the G20 meeting and met on the sidelines with Chinese President Xi and immediately revoked the imposition of these 25% tariffs that were uh, set to take effect on $300 billion in Chinese imports into the United States. Put them on hold to restart talks. There was never any reason not to just go forward with that. We should not be trading with a communist dictatorship, and it had been demonstrated thoroughly that the United States was not going to suffer because there were plenty of um, other producers that were filling that that market niche that uh, China was leaving, and American uh, retailers had already negotiated with China that they were going to take the hit on the 25% tariffs and not pass those costs on to consumers. So Trump is, uh, is basically showing up at the G20, the poker table of the G20, with a straight flush. G bluffs him and Trump folds. And, it's, you know, it's just unbelievable. Again and again and again, this president has... Uh, has threatened, I hate to use that term, I can't think of one that uh, fits better, but he has threatened, you know, to retaliate against our trading partners that have abused us, and each and every time, instead of going ahead with these uh, retaliatory tariffs, he has backed off. And it's not just trade that he continues to, uh, to bluff for no reason and then fold when he's called. He did it on the border. He he did it on the steel tariffs. He did it on um, again and again and again, the 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 uh, ice roundup. He makes these uh, announcements that he's going to do something almost every single time. the The action makes perfect sense, but then before he does it, he um, he folds. What else have we got here? So 4th of July celebrations, the president uh, has announced that uh, he's going to have a major fireworks display on the mall in Washington, D.C., and he's going to have a military parade. And that military parade is going to include overflights by the Air Force, and he's going to have tanks there. Oh, my God. The New York Times and the Washington Post absolutely melted down. We can't have a military celebration. We're not a... We're not a, uh, a third world country, so we're not allowed to do like the rest of the nations, including France and, and others, and have you know a military parade. 
because that might upset the delicate sensibilities over there at the New York Times and the Washington Posts. Well, I'm all for it. Um, I think we need to start celebrating law enforcement, including Border Patrol. And most definitely after these foolish wars that the Washington establishment has drug us into and got us mired down into, we certainly need to celebrate and acknowledge our our, uh, wonderful military. And if, uh, if they want to bring tanks out, let's take a look at those tanks, I say. And they like to uh, they, uh, the, the, um, characterize this as some sort of authoritarian impulse of Trump. Well, I'll tell you where the authoritarian impulse resides. It resides thoroughly on the left. And you've got these, uh, these tech titans in Silicon Valley now that are continuing to tighten the noose on free speech on what has become basically the public square. Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube have become the modern-day equivalent of the public square where people go to share opinions and their beliefs. And it was working great for a while, but then Twitter and Facebook and to a lesser degree, YouTube decided that they they disagreed with the direction that the people were taking the country, and so they're going to step in, and they already have, and silence opinions with which they disagree. And what Twitter did is they decided that they're going to label any tweets that they find offensive, even if they're from the President of the United States, And they're not going to allow those tweets to circulate. In other words, you're going to have to actually be a subscriber to that uh, the president or or that uh, that other account in order to see these tweets. And when you do, you will see uh, 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 something on there that says this violates Twitter's rules and you'll have to click on it. And I would imagine that they'll watch closely on who clicks on these things. And if you express opinions with which they disagree, you'll be, uh, you'll be throttled as well. And this represents an existential threat for the freedoms that uh, we have been in, uh, blessed with in this country because these very same tech titans that are now censoring conservative beliefs in this country have helped communist China develop their social scoring system that uh, basically identifies and uh, down ranks people who engage in forbidden thoughts and deeds and words. Not criminal, but opposed to the government over there. And if your score drops too low, in other words, if you continue to engage in disapproved behaviors by speaking out against the government, then your score will fall so low you won't be able to get a job, you won't be able to get credit, you won't be able to attend an educational institution, you won't be able to travel. And I'm speaking about this as if it's something that's going to happen, but it's something that is in fact happening right now. And Jeff Zuckerberg and uh, uh, Google 
have helped China develop the system. So if you think that they will, you know, participate in the oppression of freedoms in China, but they won't attack your freedom of speech in the United States, you're delusional. Jeff Zuckerberg is in the process of of coming up with his own currency that he can issue. Facebook is already bigger than many nations, has a greater gross domestic product. Now they're going to have their own currency, and I imagine it's going to become a closed system, you know, when you're on Facebook, if you want to use their currency. Well, in the short time we've got left, I want to acknowledge uh, Marianne Williamson. She's the uh, self-help author that has uh, made the stage on the Democrat debates. She really uh, illustrated how lunatic it had become over there uh and now republicans are raising funds so that she will be able to uh, make the next debate as well so here's the clip uh, her closing argument on last thursday's democrat debate i'm sorry we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat donald trump i have an idea about donald trump donald trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people, and he has harnessed fear for political purposes. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field, and, sir, love will win. (laughs) Did Marianne Williamson just sexually proposition the president? I'm, I'm not exactly sure what she meant there, but that is what passes for a Democrat presidential candidate now. And Republicans throughout the country are now donating to Marianne Williamson's campaign so that she can stay on the stage with the other lunatic Democrats. Really, she doesn't stand out that much. She's, she's right in there with them on the policy issues. She's probably got better sense than them on, uh, on the social issues. But um, Marianne Williamson, that would be a, a, a real ticket. Who, who would we make Marianne Williamson's vice president? Oh, maybe um, uh, Gupta. Oh, oh man. Oh, what is the other Indian self-help self-help author? I tell you what, getting old and um, and getting blackouts when you try to remember uh, names is really um, Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. That's we could have Marianne Williamson as the presidential candidate and Deepak Chopra as the vice president, and maybe they could engage in some transcendental meditation and levitate. And, uh, and levitate the uh, national debt away. Wouldn't that be great? We can love the national debt away. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. And invite you back here again tomorrow on Mojo 5 We'll talk to you then.
when the weather outside is frightful. The Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.